This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, April 14th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Abbott backs off partially on trucker inspections at border. Senate Ag sets first Farm Bill hearing and beef CEOs to appear at House Ag. Abbott partially relaxes border inspections. Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced a cross-border security agreement with one of his counterparts, the governor of the Mexican state of Nuevo Leon, yesterday, which should alleviate some of the delays at border crossings that have trucks backed up with all manner of goods, including perishable fruits and vegetables. Abbott has been requiring the Texas Department of Public Safety for about the past week to reinspect the trucks from Mexico after they had already been cleared by U.S. Customs and Border Protection, creating traffic jams at entry points, resulting in damage to millions of dollars of goods that, according to the Fresh Produce Association of the Americas, Abbott said he was doing so to stem the influx of migrants, but so far, Texas DPS has only found safety issues with some of the trucks. Mexican truckers also started blockading the entry point to the Far Reynosa International Bridge to their side of the border on Monday in protest of the policy. At a press conference, Nuevo Leon Governor Samuel Alejandro Garcia Sepulveda said to ensure the continued flow of commerce, he had agreed to enhance security along his side of the border, including increased patrols to prevent migrants from entering Texas. Abbott plans to reach similar agreements with other governors to ease trade. The International Fresh Produce Association said late yesterday it was encouraged by recent announcements that some of the border crossings in Texas have been reopened, but IFPA Chief Policy Officer Robert Gunther also said that Abbott's action, quote, has resulted in a huge backlog of fresh produce. In some cases, there are reported delays of 30-plus hours at the border. Senate leaders announced farm bill hearings. Senate Ag Committee leaders have set a date for their first hearing on the 2023 farm bill. It'll be held in East Lansing, Michigan on April 29th. Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow and Ranking Member John Bozeman announced yesterday. At Michigan State University, the committee will hear from farmers and as yet unreleased slate of witnesses. Stabenow said she and Bozeman are committed to passing a bipartisan farm bill. She will join Bozeman for a second hearing in Arkansas in the coming months. You can read our story at agripulse.com. House Ag to haul in beef CEOs. Top executives from the four major meatpacking companies will testify before the House Ag Committee at an April 27th hearing on cattle markets that, according to Chairman David Scott, the Georgia Democrat, yesterday. Scott said he's hoping to, quote, get the full picture of why prices have gone up for consumers down for ranchers. He added that the committee will convene a second panel made up of ranchers to hear what industry consolidation has done to their bottom lines. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. 
Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Lithuania vows to help Ukraine export grain. Lithuanian Agriculture Minister Kastutis Navitkis as is pledging to help Ukrainian farmers export their corn and wheat to customers in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. That according to a report from the consulting firm APK Inform. Ukraine is struggling to export its grain as the Russian military continues its blockade of Ukrainian ports. But the country's farmers are managing to get limited quantities across the western border on trains, trucks, and riverboats. Lithuania, which has access to the Baltic Sea, does not share a border with Ukraine, but both countries share borders with Poland. Navitkas and his transportation authorities are working out the logistics and will soon be sending a test train to, to Ukraine to support, to transport 2,000 metric tons of grain that again, according to APK inform. Group urges U.S. aid to donate sorghum to alleviate hunger in Africa. With the war in Ukraine hobbling Black Sea wheat exports and pushing up grain prices, people in Africa are in even greater need for assistance and donations of U.S. sorghum can help. The National Sorghum Producers is telling the U.S. Agency for International Development. In sub-Sahara Africa in particular, where sorghum is staple food in many countries, the situation is exacerbated by severe drought and conflict. NSP CEO Tim Lust told USAID in a letter this week, three consecutive failed rainy seasons in the Horn of Africa have decimated crops, leaving an estimated 13 million people in need of food assistance. Meanwhile, West Africa is on the verge of its worst food crisis in a decade, with 27 million people in a state of hunger, a number that could increase by 11 million over the next few months, aid organizations warn. June 20 cutoff for dicamba use in Illinois. Illinois is continuing with a June 20 cutoff date for dicamba applications, keeping with its policy for the last two growing seasons. The rules adopted by the state's agriculture department also prohibit applying the herbicide to soybeans, quote, if the air temperature at the field at the time of application is over 85 degrees Fahrenheit, or if the National Weather Service forecast high temperatures for the nearest available location for the day of application is above that temperature. The rules announced yesterday are in line with restrictions already adopted by Indiana, Minnesota, and Iowa to reduce volatilization and drift. 
FDA continues to allow compounding of animal drugs with certain conditions. The Food and Drug Administration will maintain its generally hands-off enforcement policy on compounding of animal drugs so long as certain conditions are met, the agency announced yesterday. In a final guidance document released yesterday, FDA said it would continue to, quote, generally refrain from taking enforcement action against animal drugs compounded from bulk drug substances under certain circumstances when no other medically appropriate treatment options exist. Such a compounded drugs violate the Food and Drug and Cosmetic Act because, among other reasons, they do not have FDA-approved labels. But the agency listed certain requirements, including that, quote, the prescribing veterinarian ensures that the animal does not enter the food supply too soon or even at all. Well, here's today's He Said It. The same people who have suffered a few hours of delay, they have been shouting for the past 15 months to the Biden administration, do not open those borders. That Texas Governor Greg Abbott answering a question about delays in delivery of goods because of Texas increased security measures. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, April 14th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.